0: Cinema Obscura.
1: From KYW in Philadelphia, it's a look at movies that may not exactly be considered mainstream and had a limited run upon release, but worth a look. This week, it's a look at the 1992 horror zombie film Dead Alive. And from 1979, the horror fantasy science fiction movie Phantasm. I'm Steve Nikhazy, and I'm joined by independent Philadelphia filmmaker Andre Bennett. Uh, four episodes and counting so far. I and mean, A lot more to come, Andre. Yeah, I mean, that, that's the plan. <laughs> and a lot more in social media too. We have plans along that line.
0: Yes, uh actually I I would uh, I would love to hear from everyone once we uh once we set all that up because I definitely want to know, you know, people's suggestions. I want I want to know more movies that we can find and talk about. I know I have a bunch, I know you have a bunch. <laughs> So, we're on the path.
1: Absolutely. We begin with a movie that is not for everyone, given the gore and what uh, may be called splat stick. An overprotective mother spies on her grown son, who is courting a local girl, winds up at the zoo where she's accidentally bitten by a Sumatran rat monkey. Yeah. (laughs) The bite turns into a zombie, and her son tries to keep it all secret, but then things really get out of hand in one of the goriest movies ever made. It is dead alive and how about a drum roll for the director Andre
0: yes uh, Peter Jackson who is uh, best known as the director of the Lord of the Rings movies and The Hobbit this was one of his uh, early splatter movies and he has a cameo in it as the uh, as a mortician's assistant I believe he has a cameo in most of his movies he's kind of uh, in that way he fashions himself after Hitchcock mm-hmm
1: this movie is amazing for the places it goes, including zombie sex.
0: Yeah, I didn't know that that was a thing that could happen until I saw this movie and then I was very disturbed. It, this is actually – this has a special place in my heart because it's the first horror movie that I could watch without flinching. I was in college. Someone showed it to me. Before then, I was always squeamish at the sight of blood after this movie i thought okay this was fun we let, let's do some more except for the rat monkey the rat monkey freaked me out so bad
1: right and it i guess because it's so over the top
0: it is and it's so cheap looking but at the same time it's so grotesque it and amped up just like everything in this movie Including, you know, the the zombie baby. There's a zombie baby right. because you know the zombies who had sex apparently can reproduce. And there's a zombie baby, and there's this extended set piece in a park where the zombie baby is running around, and Lionel, the hero of the movie, who has been who's basically trying to keep everything in order, and uh, because of, because of his mother, it's
1: it, this is this is a great movie. <laughs> my my favorite scene in the in that park. Uh, a scene was the baby it kind of like a baby cam, the baby looking out from the stroller yes. and you can see barbed wire He's <laughs> he strapped across that. Like that's going to help. But there's a lot of comedy in this movie too.
0: There is. It's it's a period piece. It's, it's set I want to say in the 50s in New Zealand and mm. it's basically about uh, this young man trying to keep up appearances for his mother's sake. He has definite mother issues and uh, also is kind of has vague memories of his father's death and they come into play later it doesn't get too heavy though it's it's very it's still very lighthearted.
1: 300 liters of fake blood used in the final scene of this movie that for a time was the record i think it may have been broken but i understand the movie upon release i think in sweden on dvd it included the gimmick of added vomit bags <laughs> that's amazing and
0: i'm not sure how you can break that record because This is truly, especially nowadays when a lot of the gore is CGI, this is truly one of the most, out of all the splatter movies, this may be the, like, most splatter. It's amazingly just, like, wild.
1: As I I said after I saw it, Andre, probably the wettest movie I've ever seen. The original title was Brain Dead, and we have a clip. Yes.
0: Basically, in this movie – Lionel's mother gets bitten by the Sumatran rat monkey and she doesn't die immediately. She's kind of decomposing before our eyes, but she's still trying to go through her daily life, uh, all of her high society stuff. And in this scene, she's having a meeting and uh, Lionel is kind of trying to keep up the appearance that she's still alive and relatively healthy. It doesn't go very well. If you're watching this movie, once you see this scene, you'll never look at Custard the same way again.
1: A friendly little lunch with members of the Veterans Group Committee. Here we go. Our main objective next year is to uh, try to get some of the younger generation involved in the league. That's why I'm so pleased that you're on the committee, Vera. Thank
0: you, Nora. It's a great
1: honour. H- have you had any thoughts on the agenda for the annual meeting? Annual meeting.
0: Annual meeting. Ann. Ann. What we need is another war. Yes, dear.
1: I hear Sir Edmund Hillary is planning an attempt on the South Pole. I trekked her. Have some more beans, Mrs. Matheson. I'll have a few of those, lad. I really think we should be going, dear. Thank you, Lionel. What? No pudding? Well, <laughs> dead uh, alive. Oh
0: my goodness, Elizabeth Moody is amazing in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> just so amazing as uh, as the mother Vera who becomes a zombie and yet still
1: won't get out of her son's way. And this may be hard to find.
0: Yes, it's uh, it is available on DVD, but the DVD has been out of print for a while. You can find it online on Amazon and eBay. Be prepared, depending on where you search for it, to pay just a little bit more than you would for a you know current uh, release or something that's currently out of print. Sadly, it is not yet available for uh, download
1: or streaming. Cinema Obscura. Science fiction movie audiences were talking a lot about a new movie released in 1979 when residents of a small town die mysterious deaths. A boy decides to investigate drawing in his older brother and a friend and what results are encounters with a character known as the Tall Man – Disturbing Jawa-like characters and now a trademark Silver Spear in this classic called Phantasm. This movie is eerie from the beginning, isn't it? It's
0: incredibly eerie. Phantasm is from uh, Don Coscarelli. He's kind of a great genre director. After this movie, he had done The Beastmaster. And uh, he's one of those guys who has a distinct creative vision. He's done some amazing movies since. He actually was able to get four sequels out of Phantasm, but he also did the uh, wonderful movie Bubba Hotep, which if you haven't seen it, that's a fun one, Uh, and John Dies at the End. He's one of those guys who has this vision, but he has trouble finding people to pay for it, and Phantasm was a movie that he estimates cost about $300,000, which for for 1979, for an independent movie, that's still quite a bit, Mm -hmm. and he had to shoot it uh, for a long time over – like just basically on weekends, and he used uh, non-professional actors, a lot of whom he kept throughout the series.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's interesting in that there is an an ominous, a, a forbidding tone in this movie, but it's broken up effectively by moments of comedy.
0: It is. The uh, the bond between the, the main characters is actually very genuine, and it does lead to some... Uh, some fun moments that that do break up that tone of dread. But make no mistake, there's a lot of dread. This movie is about death. It is. It's totally about death. It's, I think, inspired by a nightmare Don Coscarelli had about the funeral. I kind of want to call it a teenage meditation on death because you have the main character who is a mortician. He's basically like uh, an outer space mortician who is stealing bodies – to turn into an undead dwarf labor force for his home world, which has like higher gravity. And it's amazingly just strange, deeply weird. A lot of that may be because of the editing. Supposedly the original cut was like three hours plus and they whittled it down to about an hour and a half, which led to a lot of the uh, incoherence. But also that sort of gives it a sort of a dream or more appropriately a nightmare logic
1: feel. And if you venture in places you're not supposed to go in the mausoleum, you have to watch out for the trademark silver sphere.
0: Oh, yes. The silver sphere is very functional, actually, if you think about it, because he's a mortician. He needs to embalm people. (laughs) The sphere does that. It (laughs) jacks into your forehead and drains your blood. And it's amazing the stuff that he got away with on that budget. It's beautifully shot. Mm -hmm. And the effects are very inspired by... It looks a lot better because it was recently remastered. Uh, There was a restoration done by Bad Robot Productions, which is J.J. Abrams' production company. What happened was Abrams asked Coscarelli if he could have a print of the movie to show to his employees and Coscarelli said, I don't really have like a high-quality print. And Abrams is like, "Okay, we can fix
1: this. And they remastered it in 4K. Unfortunately, they they did, because there are scenes from this movie that qualify as classic scenes. The bed nightmare sequence is, is a classic scene. That I think was one a jumpstart. One of the top ten shock scenes of any science fiction horror movie.
0: That was a jumpstart for me. I made the mistake of watching this well after dark, late at night.
1: <laughs> wow, that one got me. Yeah, now there are several references to Dune, uh, Frank Herbert's novel, including a bar which is named Dune. And also the scene, uh, which kind of sets up our our clip here. Mike is forced to insert his hand into a black box that inflicts pain as part of a test. He's with a fortune teller.
0: Yeah, that's very much straight up out of Dune with uh, Paul Atreides in the box. But uh, interesting scene we'll hear here. Michael, grandmother wants to play a little game. Put your hand in the box. What's in it? Just put your hand in the black box.
1: Hey, but what's in it?
0: Hey, this thing really hurts. Don't fear, Michael. I can't get my hand out. Don't fear. It was simply reflection. Fear is the killer. That's what grandmother wants you to learn. Boy, that really hurt. It was all in your mind.
1: A clip from Phantasm.
0: Fear is the mind killer. <laughs> yes, again, like Dune. And we talked about this fear. We talked about... The Dwarves and everything, but it's worth mentioning. The Tall Man is just one of the creepiest characters ever in movies. He is legit an icon, and it's funny because I've read stories about Angus Scrimm, who played him, who was in real life a very gentle man, and also he was a freelance music journalist. Before Phantasm, he actually wrote the liner notes to meet the Beatles. Is that right? (laughs) Yes. So, yeah, he is six six foot four, six foot four. And they still had to try to make him look even taller. They gave him lifts and they put him in suits that were about a size too small to emphasize his kind of lanky nature, make him look, you know, just that much uh, larger than life and otherworldly. But the greatest tool he had with what they had with that was just his voice because he was just it was just booming and the way he just screams boy <laughs> that's, that's the
1: classic one <laughs> the single word you take away from that movie
0: yes <laughs> that that is oh my goodness i i came away really just kind of in love with this movie and uh, i might actually have to just watch the rest of the series mm.
1: phantasm uh, and it's more widely available than the first movie it
0: is, thanks to J.J. Uh, Abrams. I mean, there was a DVD released uh, a while back, but uh, the new remastered version, which coincided with the release of the final sequel. that is available on DVD and Blu-ray. It's also streaming on uh, Shutter. It's available, I believe, for uh, digital download. Shutter also has uh, the third, fourth, and fifth movie. I believe the second one is available on HBO. But uh, the whole thing is apparently just this long and increasingly strange, increasingly incoherent. But uh, from what I've heard, satisfying kind of journey into weirdness and uh, death and other dimensions.
1: It can become habit forming. Our movies dead alive and phantasm? They might uh, be part of your collection. Who knows? Andre, as always, thank you.
0: Thank you, Steve. cinema obscura
1: and i'm steve nikese along with andre bennett cinema obscura is recorded and produced in the kyw studios in philadelphia for more shows check out the new radio.com app on apple podcast or wherever you get your favorite shows thanks for listening